we just thank God. We do. And so I'm going to try to get going here for you to have the voice or uh, whatever you have. If you don't, just take notes. Uh, I'm actually going to be coming from uh, Ephesians 3. And that begins on page 1438. Ephesians 3, of course, my foundation, my main scriptures will be Genesis 42, chapter 42, right on to chapter 45. And all this reveals the love of God. Mm -hmm. All right. We've been talking about that for a number of weeks now. And that love is just truly amazing. And of course, um, that's page 1438, right on to 39. And then uh, Psalms 32 verses, uh, I think that's just verse 8. And that's page 6. 46 in the voice. Okay. And of course, uh, Genesis 42 begins at, let me get my glasses on. That's where I'm going. I'm sitting up here with the glasses and I, I'm only seeing part of what I need to see. Yeah. Thank goodness I don't have to have binoculars. <laughs> Boy, if I did, that would be a peculiar scene. Binoculars to read the word. But you know, if I had to use binoculars to read the word, I assure you, I would do it. <laughs> I'd do it so that I could get this word in me, so I would understand the power of the word. Amen. So I'm going to begin uh, with that power verse, that one that we really has as a strong foundation, and that is Ephesians 3. And it says, uh, started at, I'm going to start at verse 16. And of course, this was a prayer. This was a prayer by Paul, all right, to uh, the Ephesians and their church, okay, their body of believers. And he says, Father, out of your honorable and glorious riches, strengthen your people, fill their souls with the power of your spirit, so that through faith, the anointed one will reside in their hearts. And of course, it may be reading a little different in, in your version, but prayerfully may the Holy Spirit give us all understanding here. May love be the rich soil where their lives take root. May it be the bedrock where their lives are founded so that together with all your people, they will have the power to understand that the love of the anointed is infinitely long, wide, high, and deep surpassing everything anyone previously experienced. God, may your fullness flood through their entire beings. Amen. That was, that was a part of Paul's prayer here. And I'm telling you, that prayer, I believe, is still continuing today for us. All right? Praise God. And then... Uh, Psalm 32, 8, page, what did I say, 646? Okay, 646 there. And let me make sure I make a note of that in case I need it. 646, and it says, hmm, okay, 646. What did you say, Psalm 32, 8. 
647? Okay. 647. I'm sorry. Okay, because I know it's, uh, yeah, part of it, it begins at 646. All right. Of course, it says here, I will teach you and tell you the way to go and how to get there. I will give you good counsel and I will watch over you. Of course, it says here, don't, but don't be stubborn and stupid like horses and mules, who, if not reined by leather and metal, would run wild, ignoring their masters. God doesn't want us to run wild. He wants us to be guided by him. He wants us to follow good counsel. He wants us to, uh, if we don't even know and understand, ask of him. Seek his wisdom. Seek his guidance. Seek his truth. And of course, his truth comes through what? His word. Hallelujah. Amen. And another version says here, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Now, what does that have to do with love? That's just simply, again, showing you the love of God. A word of prayer. Father, I thank you again for your word. I thank you, God, for those who are able to hear me today. I thank you for those on boards, I, I, I mean, Zoom. And I thank you, God, for those that yet may need to hear your word. Oh, God, your word is forever settled in heaven. And then may that word be established upon the earth and in our hearts and minds. For your word will bring life and health and strength and everything that we need, my God, shall supply all of your needs according to the riches that are in Christ Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, that we are open vessels and we are receiving, Lord, that we may be full of you, that we may experience you, that we may know you, that we may, O oh God, again be able to express you our love for one another. You have a desire that we be one and be on one accord and be so that we can be a blessing to one another and then to our brother that is lost, our sister that is lost, the one that is hurting. May your word, oh God, touch their hearts and bring healing, bring comfort, bring understanding today, bring truth, oh God. I'm going to attempt today, Lord, to just bring forth this message, oh God, on you and your love. But I pray that you would just st step in and do what needs to be done for us. We need you, Lord. We need direction. We need encouragement. We need healing in our lives. We need, oh God, relationship with you day to day. And it begins, Father, from the time that we can hear and understand English to the, oh God, as we continue to grow, as we continue to hear and learn from our parents and our loved ones, oh God, help us to understand and know you and walk with you and be in relationship. And that will be the greatest joy of our lives. We ask you for the blessing of the Lord today that makes us rich and it shall not bring regret or sorrow. We thank you in Jesus' name. And God's people say amen. Amen, amen. Praise God. So it's just a wonder again to be here with you. It's a blessing 
Hallelujah. Be glad for all God is planning for you. He's planning something for you. He's planning something for me. Hallelujah. He has us in mind. Be patient in trouble and always be prayerful. Continue to pray. That's what Romans 12 says. Amen. So I'm going to begin here with uh, the 42nd chapter, and I'm just going to have to skip through some things. Everything, every word here is important. I want you to know that. And of course, my thought, if you keep that thought in mind, is simply saying God demonstrates his love. Hallelujah. That's an overshadowing and a, a radical of a, a love that will just drive you to him that will draw you to him and he does it by his presence hallelujah he does it by his word he demonstrates his love that overshadowing love that's what my thought is today hallelujah and we thank god that it began with ephesians uh, paul praying that we be what rooted and established in that love hallelujah and that love has the power to bring us together, to bring God's holy people together and keep us in that amazing love. Hallelujah. That love is so wide, is so long, is so high and deep that it will bring you in. Hallelujah. There's no room for you to be left out, but you will receive that word. You will experience it. I don't care where you are in life. You can run. Hallelujah. You can do what you want to do. But you will end up experiencing the love of God. You may want to reject it. But God is saying, no, I know you want to reject me. But I'm going to continue to chase after you. I'm going to continue to show you my love. And this is what's happening in Genesis 42. Hallelujah. They found out that uh, they were having a famine in the land. And of course, uh, Jacob told his sons to go, hallelujah, and get grain from Egypt because that's what had happened. Egypt had grain abundant in the time of famine. And uh, Joseph uh, was there, hallelujah. Joseph, God had put in place. Joseph was in charge of Egypt. He was the one responsible for what? Selling grain to the people who came uh, from various lands. And when it was their turn, Joseph's brothers came and they bowed down before him with their faces to the ground. And the moment Joseph what, saw his brothers, he recognized them through, even though it had been 20 years, that you know what they had done to him. Yeah. They actually had caused him and thought that he was dead. And they actually sold him. Hallelujah. Left him for dead. Put him in a pit. And left him for dead. But 20 years had passed. And, uh, of course, he recognized them. He knew it was them. It's, that's, that's something. I recognized this gentleman that I hadn't seen in years. And God just made me, encouraged me to pray all over again. Hallelujah. Pray for that man and pray for myself and pray that things would be corrected. Pray that things would be in order. Pray that things would be different. But, of course, in this situation, Joseph treated them like strangers. He spoke harsh to them. Then that's something for you to do that to your own family. Why would you do your own family like that? But bottom line is, he did it. He had a reason. All right? And so when they came, they came to him, and Joseph said, oh, you are spies. You come to just do something and uh, not do what you're supposed to do. You have come, what, 
to see how this famine has weakened our defenses so you can attack us. This is what Joseph told his brothers. And they said, no, Lord, we've come to buy food. We are sons of one man, and we are honest men. Oh, they were honest men, not spies. Okay. And so the Lord, uh, Joseph told his brothers, he said, my Lord, we are 12 brothers. No, the brothers told him that, that we are 12 brothers. We're sons of, the, of one man in the land of Canaan. The youngest brother, however, is with our father back home. And, of course, that was Benjamin. And Benjamin is really key in this, okay? And Joseph said, I don't believe you, though. My accusation is true. You are surely spies. So let's see if your story is true, all right? He put them to the test. This was the beginning of a test for them. And I'm telling you, that's one thing about walking with the Lord. You will be tested. You'll be tested at a time and place. But if God allows you to get in that test, he will help you to come out. I assure you, I believe it with all my heart. I've seen it. I believe some of my brothers and sisters have seen it. I think somebody might be going through a test and a trial right now. That's a wonderful thing if you're going through that thing and you're the one that's innocent. You haven't done anything. You've done all you can do and you've done all you know to do. That's right. That's another thing if you've done some things and you know you shouldn't have done them. Okay? Now, that's a boo-boo. We, we make a boo-boo. But God what, is so faithful. He demonstrates his love in so many ways that he will allow us, hallelujah, to get it right. He'll have mercy. He will extend grace. He will extend love. He extends patience with us. Hallelujah. And so this is what I think this story is revealing. The demonstration of God's love overflowing and with mercy. And of course, Joseph, though, he, he took him through it. He took him through it. He said, um, I want you to see if you're telling me the truth. If he doesn't come back, with, uh, if uh, your brothers go, he wanted to what? Uh, leave the place, leave uh, one of the brothers, I think, choose uh, and go and bring your brother to me while the rest of you remain locked up in prison. He locked them up in prison. They were locked up in prison three days. And wow. Then it came to Joseph to come up with a different plan. So what he said, uh, you do what I'm about to tell you. You will live because I'm a man who respects God. That's what Joseph told his brothers. If you really are honest with men, then I'll choose one of your brothers to stay here in prison. The rest of you may go and carry grain to your families who are suffering because of the family. Now, I, I tell you, he had some compassion. But, you know, Joseph, had, the Lord was giving him a plan of and a plan, what, to demonstrate the mercy and to demonstrate the love of God, all right? That's what was going on here. And so, of course, uh, he said, bring the youngest brother to me. And, of course, in that way, I can see if you've been telling the truth, and, of course, you will not die. So they agreed to Joseph's conditions, and uh, they went on. And, of course, what is this? Reuben uh, here says, didn't I tell you not to harm the boy? So you see, they, they were experiencing something here. They were experiencing what? Something they had done years ago. You just can't sow the wrong seeds. I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. You got to sow some seeds that are based on what? Truth and based on love and based on the word of God. So, you know, the, the brothers were even speaking what? In their own language and didn't realize Joseph understood them. <laughs> he understood them. And he said, of course, 
this thing really touched his heart. He was moved by what he heard. So he withdrew and what? He cried. He even cried away from them. And then he composed himself and came back. So that was again, it's just showing the love and the compassion. The goodness of God was working through Joseph. Hallelujah. And so Joseph selected Simeon to remain behind and had him bound in ropes right in front of him. Wow. Joseph wasn't playing, was he? He was not playing. Bound him up in ropes. And I think Simeon, I mean, Simeon, Simeon was a part of it, the 12. So Simeon obviously supported that, that plan. Everybody supported the plan to, to take Joseph out, you know, from the beginning, except Benjamin. I think Benjamin was the exception. But bottom line is, they had him bound with ropes. Wow. Okay. So Joseph ordered, he gave the orders, he filled their bags, he sent them and loaded them back up with their donkeys, full of grain, full of blessing, full of provision. Isn't that something? And later when they arrived, they would stay one night, and one of them, what, opened his sack and gave his donkey some fodder, and he saw money lying on top of the sack. And he said, oh, no, someone put money back in the sack. Oh, and here it is on top. So their hearts would really sink, and they were troubled. They, I'm telling you, wow, what's going on here? Oh, man. So they actually had to, um, they went on to Canaan. They came back, and then what? Uh, the man, of, they were talking to, I think, uh, their father here. The man, the Lord of the land, was very tough on us, accused us of spying on Egypt. They, you know, here is how I would know you really, he, he, you know, he just explained that, I think, to, to, uh, to Jacob. He explained all of that to Jacob and says here, uh, Jacob, Jacob said what? You have robbed me of my children. Joseph is gone and Simeon is gone. And now you want to take Benjamin. Everything and everyone is against me. Wow, it's amazing how things can really turn around in your life. And it seems like it turns around for the worse. But always believe, church, that there is an answer. There is a way out. And that way is through Jesus. And what did he say? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. John 14 and 6. St. John 14 and 6. Come, Jesus has a way. He is the way, and he brings you out. A lot of people try to say that there's more than one way to God. If there is more than one way, Jesus is the only way that truly connects you with the living God. Amen. I assure you, all the other ways could lead you down the wrong path, and you end up stumbling and falling over yourself, and you got to get back up and dust yourself off, and then begin to call on the living God. Begin to seek the living God so that you know that you have the right and the true and the only God, the true and living God. And so Jacob did not agree with this here. So as we go into chapter 43, it's just simply giving us more uh, of the experience of the mercy and the goodness of God. But this is where Judah came in. Judah was one of those sons. And the man, what? He, he told Jacob, he had to assure Jacob, right? The famine raged on across the land. And after Jacob and his sons had eaten all the grain, they had to, they had to have more. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you run out after a while and you got to have another way of provision. But Egypt, he wanted them to go to Egypt again. Mm -hmm. 
But what? The man, what? Who rules Egypt clearly warned us, Father, that he would not agree to see us unless our brother Benjamin accompanies us. If you will send Benjamin along with us, then we'll go down and buy the food. But if you won't allow him to go, we will not go either. All right? And Jacob, of course, he didn't agree. Why did you do this to me? Why did you tell me this man had another brother? Uh, you know, Jacob was really, I mean, troubled, frustrated. But you know, the, this still is a, a sign of how you as a father, you know, or how a you as an, uh, a grandfather, you actually, what you've done can come back to really try you and trouble you. And this is what Jacob, I think, was experiencing. But again, Judah interceded, okay, to Israel's father. He said, send the boy with me. Let's be on our way. It's only, uh, the, the only way we're going to live through this is to get through this and to do this. If anything happens to him, he said, I'm perfectly willing to bear the blame forever. All right? Yeah. So he was willing. Had we not waited this long, we could have already been there. But Jacob had to be assured that it was going to be all right. You know? So he told him to go, head on back, head on back, go. All right? And this is, was a prayer that he prayed. I think he'd been praying all the time. But remember now, your prayers are powerful. I don't care how little you are or how insignificant you think that you might be. You might not be but eight years old. But your prayer can make the difference when you're talking to the living God. All right? And this prayer was what Jacob prayed. He said, may the all-powerful God grant you mercy from this man so that he sends back your other brother and Benjamin. As for me, I am to suffer the loss of my children. Then what am I to do? So Joseph, really, I think he went through something. But I assure you that as sure as he was praying, God was right there, giving him his comforting and overshadowing love. And in the love, in the process of love, there is what? Peace. There's direction. There is healing. And there is joy. All right? The key, though, is obedience brings joy. Obedience to God brings the blessing, all right? And so um, Joseph, they arrived there with Joseph. They had Benjamin. Joseph saw Benjamin, and uh, he spoke to his steward, and he told the steward to prepare a feast. These men are to dine with me at noon, all right? The man did as Joseph told him, and he brought, all right, the men into his house, all right? Now, Joseph's brothers, he said, it must, have, uh, must be because the money was put back in our sack. They were trying to figure out what was going on here. He's looking for an opportunity to arrest us, make us slaves and take our donkeys. You know, if they're slaves and they take the donkeys, boy, they're they really in trouble because them donkeys was like um, Cadillacs today. <laughs> Without your donkey, you're in trouble. <laughs> you had to walk. You know, and in them days, all they had was, I think they mostly wore open sandals. You know, the feet get dirty in the dust. But thank the Lord, they had their donkeys. All right, now it says here, my Lord, we came down from Egypt. And so it's important here. They opened their sacks. They, they realized they had the money. Now all the money was returned apparently. So we have brought it back with us. We also have additional money to buy food. So they were trying to make it right. 
but uh, steward, all right? Steward is one who handles responsibility, finances, he handles the welfare of who he is responsible for. That's what the steward was. And the steward what said, there is no need to worry or be afraid, be at peace. Your God and the God of your father must have filled your sacks with this treasure. I have, I received your money the last time. So he was trying to give them the assurance that he had something to do with it, you know? And of course, it says the steward brought Simeon out to see him. And after he had escorted all the 11 men into Joseph's house, giving them water, made sure they had washed their feet, fed the donkeys, all right? The, the brothers prepared presents. And they, it was basically almost noon, so they decided, they realized they were going to be dining soon. Joseph came in, all right, with, and they brought the presents to him, and what? Gifts in the hand, they bowed to the ground. They were doing everything they could to make this right. Wow. <laughs> is your father well? That's what Joseph asked them. Uh, the old man, is he still alive? And they said, yes, he's alive. They bowed down, what? Out of respect, Joseph looked up and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son. Wow. Benjamin. His mother's son. I'm telling you, it's something about family. It's something about it. And we never want to overlook family. Blood is going to always be thicker than water. That was an old saying, but I believe it's true, basically, in the natural. Blood is thicker. Now, of course, when it comes to the family of God, the spiritual family is stronger. It creates a stronger bond and a stronger unity among families but that's the way god purposed it to be but benjamin what uh came to pass that uh, as rachel's soul was in departing for she died that she called the name the, the name of that son was benoni b-e-n-o-n-i benoni wow but his father changed his name to benjamin so rachel really suffered she, rachel delivered she birthed Joseph first, and then Benjamin, the baby, the absolute baby. Benjamin, she gave him the name, meaning son of my pain. All right? That's what that word anointing means. But then she died soon after he was born. Childbirth can you give your life for the life of someone to, to be born. Wow, that's what women go through. That childbirth is something. But Jacob changed his son's name to one that means son of the right hand. That's Genesis 35 talking about. I had to go back a minute for that. The name shows what? That Jacob had children uh, by four women. Four women at that time. Felt a special affection for this son of his favorite wife. He displayed the same favoritism toward Joseph. Because I believe he, Joseph was the one with the coat of many colors. All right? So Benjamin and Joseph, when Joseph saw Benjamin, he said, that's my brother. That's my brother. Wow. And boy, what happened when he saw his brother? That, I think, really just delighted his heart. It gave, his, gave, <clears throat> gave him new hope when he saw his brother, okay? And I mean, all the other brothers were his, but by different mothers. So bottom line is he saw Benjamin, his mother's son. Is this your youngest brother whom you told me about last time? God's grace be upon you, my son. Isn't that something? Just blessing, you know, trying to make a, a difference for his brother. That's important. 
young men and young women. Bless your brothers and sisters. Amen. Do all that you can. Amen. Don't be such a, a picky, a picky person. I was picky growing up. You know, I picked at my brothers and sisters. I was like a, a old, just a sore thumb to them. You know, but don't do that. Show them the best love you can. Make sure you fight for them, you know, Amen. without hurting anybody. Just stand up for them, you know. Be there for your sister. Be there for your brother. That's what it's just, you know, giving me the, the word to encourage you on. You know, so when he saw that, he blessed his brother. And then Joseph hurried from the room because he was overwhelmed with affection. That's the affection of God. That's the love of God. Overwhelmed with love. Wow. Affection for his brother and was afraid he would cry in front of everybody. So he went into a private room and wept again. Wow. Don't tell me a man can't cry. Yes, he can. That don't make him no less a man. Makes him more of a man because it shows that his heart is tender. When it's, when he's, when he's crying, you know, when he's crying out before others and then he's crying out before the Lord. And that makes you more of a man because you have compassion like God. You care. You don't have a stony heart that just says, I don't care about nothing. I don't care what you do. I don't have nothing to do with you. Forget it, Jack. That's it. I said it and I meant it. I, ain't mean no, I don't care about nothing. You know, but that's not what the way Joseph was. Joseph, through all he went through, he could have been bitter. He could have been angry. He could have been upset. He could have been fighting, you know. He could have been headbutting somebody. <clears throat> Got you then, didn't I? That's what I say sometimes. I'm headbutting. Get, get in my way. I'm headbutting. I headbutted my own brother one time and knocked him out. Now he's an older brother. And I knocked him out. <clears throat> he ran into my head. And I, I'm saying, oh, what you doing? Oh, what we playing? And all of a sudden, Maurice was knocked out. What? Then he laid there for about three, four minutes. Finally, he woke up. Oh, what you do, David? Oh. <laughs> headbutted him, knocked him out. But I'm telling you, you got to be, if you're going to headbutt anybody, headbutt the devil. Headbutt him, knock him out. Bust him up. Because he don't mean you no good. Amen. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But you headbutt him a couple times and say, Jesus, Boom! Hit him just like that. And I'm telling you, he's going to run. Ah, I can't stand it. Oh, help me. Please. No, no, no. Oh, I didn't mean it. Oh, have mercy on me. But all you got to do is say, Jesus. And he got to get out your way. Amen. Move, devil. Stuff on you like, like that. Because I'm telling you, he wants to hurt you. He want to kill you. He want to take from you, rob from you. But God wants you to have peace. He wants you to have abundant life. He wants you to have abundant joy. Amen. Hmm. You see, I can just keep on here. It's just so amazing. Because this, again, just reveals love. It reveals the goodness of God. It, God's demonstration of his love. Demonstration of his mercy. So as we continue, we just go through the same. It's Joseph just continuing to to challenge them, you know, to continue to just um, see if they really are sorry for yeah. what they've done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he really just wants to show the compassion and the love of God. 
And that was the thing about Judah. He was no longer a selfish young man, but he was a man. Uh, he wasn't lustful anymore. You know, you never know how the past of someone, men and women, the same thing, lustful and, and crazy and selfish and not thinking about nobody but themselves. But it's important for you to turn from everything that's not like God and turn to the Lord and God can make that ugly old heart and that ugly old person beautiful. Like the song say, he made something beautiful out of my life. Yeah. Hallelujah. He just takes that, that junk and makes something beautiful. He helps you to go in the closet. He helps you to go in the house and clean the house out. Hallelujah. And when that house is clean, you are, it's just a beautiful place. You know, have you seen, uh, just like remind me of uh, Saadi's work, how he came to my house and just power washed everything and made everything look brand new. Wow. I love it. And I'm telling you, I want to tell 10 people about it. And I'm going to do it too. I think I didn't say it, but I'm going to do it again. Because, I mean, it's so important to make sure that God steps in in your life. And that's what happened with Judah. Judah was one of those brothers, but he was continuing to intervene and intercede, you know, just like Jesus intercedes for us. He intervenes for us. And to the point where God says, no, I'm not going to do what I intended to do. I'm not going to give him a whooping. I'm not going to uh, cast him into hell. I'm going to forgive him and give him new life. Amen. And then I want him to be a son and a daughter that they can live with me, dwell with me, be with me. And so Judah was willing to give up his own priorities. He had a different heart, a change of mind. He was willing what, to sacrifice his own freedom and future to save his father from the grief of losing Benjamin. Yeah. That's what's, what's happening in um, 44, chapter 44. And it's, uh, this thing about, as we go down, we can see here, uh, yeah, because he, he was still trying them, still trying them. And, he, and he, he just said, hey, don't you realize that I'm somebody, he was talking about practicing, I don't know what it says here, but 15 says here, that he practiced divination and could discover secrets hidden from most men. This is what Joseph told uh, them. But really, I think what he meant was that he could discern things from the Lord. That divination is really a divine revelation from God, not divination of witchcraft or anything that's ungodly. But he could discover secrets because he sought the Lord. When you seek the Lord, God reveals his truth. Otherwise, the things of God can be a mystery. But when they are mystery to us, God says, I reveal truth to those that seek me. I'll, I'll take the mystery and, and solve it for you. Just seek me. That's all God wants. Okay, and as we go on, Judah again was there. God has found your servants guilty. So this is what ended up happening. They ended up confessing that they had done wrong. What can we possibly say to you, my Lord? How can we explain this? How can we clear ourselves of this mistake? God has found your servants guilty. Here we are then, slaves to you, my Lord, all of us, and also the one in whose possession the cup was found. There was a cup that Joseph put in Benjamin's sack, and that cup ended up causing them to acknowledge that they had made 
mistakes, they were wrong, they were guilty. And Judah spoke that truth. This was it. God uncovered their guilt, exposed it all for everybody to see. Not, not that someone in the party had stolen Joseph's cup, but Joseph, he did this on purpose. God has a plan of helping you to come up and, and get it right, okay? That's his love, too. He demonstrates love to the point where he wants you corrected. He don't want you to go in the same way and end up with destruction, all right? There's a way that seemeth right, the Bible says, but it leads to destruction. But the way of the Lord is a blessed path, all right, for those that walk in it. Okay. And so Judah here, he said again, he intervened again. He said, oh, my Lord, let your servant please speak a private word to you. Please don't be angry with me. So he interceded again for Benjamin. He interceded again for the whole situation. That's what it's talking about in chapter 44, all right? Um, yep, Rachel, of course, um, let's see here. Your servant, my father responded, you know that my wife Rachel bore me two sons. One went off and never came back. And I know he was without a doubt torn to pieces. I haven't seen him since he left. I think this is Judas still speaking. But now if you take my youngest also from me and any harm should come to him, the sorrow would kill me. So this was, he was intervening for his father, okay? And so now, if you I go back to your servant, my father, with the boy, he would die because his life depends completely on the welfare of this boy. So he was still intervening for his father and for Benjamin, all right? But still, um, uh, this just shows again um, that Judah was not the same person, all right? And this is uh, so important when it comes to brothers, you know, so important when it comes to sisters, all right? Sowing and reaping, all right? Don't be deceived. Don't make a mistake. God can't be mocked. What you give is what you get. What you sow in your heart, uh, uh, your harvest, those who sow seeds into their flesh will only harvest destruction from their sinful nature. Mm -hmm. But those who sow seeds into the spirit shall harvest and reap everlasting life from the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. May we never tire of doing what's right. This is the thought that comes out of this chapter to me. God is what? Right, the things that are right and good are what we should be striving to do all the time. Our Lord, what? Uh, uh, because of his season, what we will what bring in a great harvest. In the right season, we bring in a great harvest unto the Lord. All right. Judah's transformation, his transformation is not what immediate, but has taken years. It takes a minute for God to really fix your life and to heal your life sometime. But God it can do it. He don't have to do it in years, he can do it immediately. Amen. He can do it when he pleases. But he can do it. That's the main thing. He can do it. All right. So what? His place in the family and his selfless example impact the children of Israel for generations to come. Mm -hmm. All right. So let me go on to 45. I know this was extensive. I thank y'all for bearing with me. This here is showing how Joseph what? Revealed himself to his brothers. All right. This was a family reunion in chapter 45. Again, showing the over 
the overflowing love of God. All right, the mercy of God, the goodness of God. A reunion what? That brought healing, it brought blessing, it brought provision, uh, revealing God's overshadowing great love. God demonstrates his love what? By putting Joseph in a position of leadership, authority, um, uh, and he's rooted and established in compassion and love. And Joseph especially displayed the love and tender mercy of God by forgiving his brothers for the evil they did to him, assuring them what? That uh, what was meant for evil, God saw and sent Joseph ahead of them, what? To preserve life for good. What you meant for evil, God means for good. You trying to do evil to somebody and God's gonna transform you. He's gonna touch your life to the point where what you thought was evil, he's going to transform it and bring good out of it. That's great because that really brings deliverance to you and to the other person yeah. that you cho chose to hurt. Yeah. God can do that. But many people are missing that, that mercy and that compassion because so many lives are what? Being destroyed. And now it's what? Heading to our children. So it's so important for us as leaders and believers and sons and daughters of the Lord to continue to pray, to walk in the word of God, to walk in the authority of the Lord. If you will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, the, 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 the evil will not come to your door. If, if God will drive the evil away, just like he put the blood on the doorposts uh, for the children of Israel when the spirit of the death was even coming to destroy them. But the blood of Jesus when I see the blood, the death angel had to pass over the, the, the uh, Egyptians. They died. Their firstborn died. But the bottom line is all of the firstborn of the children of Israel were spared because of God, because of his mercy, because of his love. Hmm. I'm telling you, there's something that's amazing. But God, hallelujah, by his blood, through Jesus, passes over us. Hallelujah. And if there, if, if, and of course, I know you say, why? Why were these children shot? Why were these children killed? Why? But the, 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 the answer is that even when they are wounded and hurt and killed for, for God as they were, then God takes them to his bosom himself. Hallelujah. You know, the innocent, the martyr, those that were, you know, they were, they were in, God knows their future, he knows their present, and he knows their past. And his plan, uh, he saw, he knew this would happen. So he determined, <clears throat> even though it happened, and he allowed it because of the evil. You know, God's not going to twist your arm and make you say, you got to do what's right. You know, and so this person being filled with evil, he destroyed those lives. But God will take those lives and redeem them because he knows their past. He knows their present. He knows their future. Hallelujah. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He is everywhere at the same time. He knows what's going to happen before it ever happens. So hallelujah. 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 His love, again, is shown even though there was bloodshed. God saw the blood of these children 
And of course, he's going to bring new life out of the, the shed blood, even of the children. Hallelujah. My wife even told me, she said, one of the girls took the blood of another person that was already slain and took that blood and smeared it on herself. And you know what happened when I thought about that? I thought about the blood of Jesus. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And I, that's just what it made me think. The love of Jesus is so amazing that God spared her life by taking the blood of another young lady and smeared it on herself. We just thank God for that. All right. So through this message, God is demonstrating his love. He demonstrates his plan of love to his holy people with living hope that we will what? Grasp and get a hold of this and these truths in our hearts and lives. How wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ in God? Hallelujah. It's just indescribable. I say that every time, every now and then I say indescribable. You know, we talked about the, the candy bar. Indescribably delicious. But God is indescribably amazing. He's, um, he's delicious in a sense. I think you can eat God and you never can get enough of it. God, what, is truly amazing and a loving father. Jesus is truly amazing as a uh, savior. And the Holy Spirit is truly at work in a glorious, powerful, demonstrating his what? Abundant love. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is what proves to us that Jesus is alive and that God the Father is on the throne and he is sovereign. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit. And of course, he's proving that to every heart that's seeking him. Just continue to seek him. Put God to the test if you have to. Try him and see if he won't be completely yours. Amen. Even those who what, may not be seeking the Lord. God has a radical love. He will come after you until you realize that he's calling you, that he wants relationship with you, that he doesn't want you to be lost and separated eternally from him. He is the God of life and relationship. Just continue to draw to him. One last thought, Hosea 2, 19 and 20. It says, I will betroth betroth you to me forever. All right, that means God connect. He wants to connect with you. He wants to be your, he wants to be more than your best friend. He wants to be your God. He wants to be your friend that sticks closer than a brother. I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in steadfast love and mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. God is telling you. He's telling me. He's telling us. You will be mine forever. And you will know my righteousness, my love, and my compassion. Hallelujah. Thank you, oh God. We bless you today. We love you today. I was able to just spend a few minutes with my brother this morning. The Vietnam vet. The one that calls itself the outcast, but I was able to just hold his hand, hallelujah, and just, I gave him a, a love care package this morning, 
And I just cried out to him because, you know, he's still crying out to the Lord, you know, and crying and desiring a closer walk, a closer relationship with the Lord. But I thank the Lord for my brothers. I thank the Lord for my sisters. I thank the Lord for my, my spiritual family, my spiritual brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And I just give God the praise because he's doing amazing things. Hallelujah. For us, whereof we can be glad in him. I don't care what the devil got to throw. It's going back at him Amen. seven times, sevenfold. And it's going to knock him in the head every time. Hallelujah. I'm declaring salvation. I'm declaring healing. I'm declaring deliverance to every family, to every son and daughter, to every life. Hallelujah. As long as you have breath, I'm speaking healing and hope and life and relationship to you. I'm speaking that God himself wants to dwell with you. God himself wants to be with you. He promised that he would never leave you or forsake you. And so I just praise God today that he's moving by his word. He's moving by his power. He was moving in the Old Testament. He's moving in the New Testament. He's moving. Hallelujah. And he's not limited to this book that we read. His pay, this just simply opens up the beginning of relationship with him. That's what it does. It just reveals that he is alive and well, and Jesus is on his right hand, and he's making intercession for us and for many. So I just thank God for each of you. Hallelujah. I thank God for those I don't see, those I may not hear today, but I thank God that I know the Lord is there with you. He's here with us. He's there with you. He's there 10,000 miles away. He is a present help in the time of trouble, the time of need. And so just come to him as you are right now. I just invite you to come. I invite you to rededicate. I invite you to just talk to him just for a minute. Just fix your mind on him. He and she that keeps their minds stayed upon the Lord shall be kept in perfect peace. Lord, I just thank you for each and every one that's here today. I thank you for this word that you put, oh God, in my heart and that I've been able to express because it again just shows just a little bit of the great overflowing love that is coming from you. Your heart is open, oh God, to each of us. And you don't want any one of us to be lost. And so God, may we draw closer to you today. May we just find true peace and healing, oh God, and hope in your presence. In your presence is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. And this is just a foretaste of what is to come. Hallelujah. We haven't seen with our eyes. We haven't heard with our ears. Neither has it entered into our hearts the things that you have prepared for those of us who love you and seek you and trust you. Oh, God, we just thank you for an amazing hour to come, an amazing time to come that we'll spend with you. And there'll be no more sickness and no more pain and no more death, no more destruction, Father. No more of this mess from the enemy 
No more of our children, Lord, being slaughtered, oh God, in the streets. No more of us warring one against each other. Brothers and sisters, oh God, husbands and wives, oh God, situations that we can't even understand, but it's all caused by a, that lying one, that one that lied from the beginning. But we rebuke him in the name of Jesus, and we command him to get out of our lives, get out of our relationships, get out of them, move in the name of Jesus, you liar. The blood of Jesus is against you now. The name of Jesus is a strong tower. The righteous run in, and they are safe. Hallelujah. We're safe. I cover this family today, Lord. I cover, oh God, uh, 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 my brothers and his family. In the name of Jesus, I cover every life by the love of God. Hallelujah. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. It guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Father, you know what is ahead. And I pray that you would just bring us, Lord, through. Take us through in the name of Jesus. Work it out as only you can. Break the strongholds of the enemy, Lord. Just defeat his lies. Yield the relationships, Lord, of our families. We thank you for it. We love you. We bless you. We give you praise right now. Oh, God, whatever the heart's cry is, whatever the heart's desire is, I pray that you would work it out, Father. I pray that you would grant it in the name of Jesus. Let it be for the glory of God. Let it be for the goodness of God. Let it be, Lord, that you demonstrate your love, oh God, to us continually. Strengthen again this work, this ministry. Strengthen us, Lord, as a leadership team. Oh God, just work it out as only you can and just let your will be done in our lives. Hallelujah, prepare us for what is coming, Father. The harvest is coming. The laborers, send the laborers. Oh, we thank you for everything you're doing. And we give you praise now in Jesus' name. God's people say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah.